Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and welcome to episode 92 of the Shoot That Shit. Accept the shit. You'll get the shit. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. This is the STS Podcast. Welcome to episode 92. We're going to call this one Caveman Speaks. And man, it feels good to be back. I know it's been a while since you guys heard from us. It's been about... Let's see here. I think it's been about 13 days since we last dropped. Our last podcast was called um, 30,000 Feet in the Air. That was episode 91. Appreciate you guys tuning in, man. I know it's been a a little quick rewind here with the podcast. We just want to kind of just, you know, dust some things off, get some things together, you know, put our, our, our ducks in a row, as they say. And um, just to let y'all know, this is the podcast exclusive every Friday from here on out, y'all. Every Friday, we're dropping a podcast. We never really had a set schedule, but now we're going to make that happen. And make sure y'all tune in, man. We're going to be on Instagram and Twitter, STS Podcast 661. We're putting more stuff on there, more content, more clips of episodes. Hope you guys really enjoy that. Again, it's STS Podcast 661. Follow us. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you can find your favorite podcast. I promise you, somewhere around there. If you shuffle around, just put STS Podcast. We're going to be right there. You never know. We might become your favorite podcast, man. And um, we got to give a big shout out to our sponsors also, SB Supreme Event. I'm sorry. Hold on, y'all. Let me make sure I got that right because I hate doing that shit. SB Supreme Event Supplies. SB Supreme Event Supplies, the family-owned local company specializing in being your one-stop shop for your next event. They're providing tacos, tables, chairs, photography, and right now in the sun here in Bakersfield, jumpers and slides for your summertime fun with the family, y'all. Make sure y'all book them, Instagram.com slash SB underscore Supreme Event Supplies. That's a tongue twister, to be honest with you. Sometimes I kind of forget how to say that. SB underscore Supreme Event Supplies. And you guys definitely should check them out, man. I'm always trying to um, support the family, support all the local businesses here in the STS podcast. That's what we do here. We got the platform to do it. And man, it's, um, it's been quite eventful 13 days since we've last been on the podcast. I know you guys, um, heard last podcast, we were going to DC. Um, my girlfriend and I, my wonderful girlfriend and I went to Washington, D.C. for the 4th of July weekend. And let me tell you guys something. I think that's every, I think everyone in this country should definitely go check out the United States Capitol. Um, it's crazy. Um, the capital of our nation. You can check the U.S. Capitol building off, but you know what? It's fucking secured off to the people. We pay for the damn building, but we can't go into the building. We can't even step on the grass. So that was that was um, kind of, uh, I guess, tapered off, locked down. So we couldn't go to that. The White House was actually, I knew that was the most secure building in the world next to the Pentagon. But the, with the White House, you couldn't even go step on the grass, man. You couldn't even touch the black bars in front of them. Like on Independence Day and shit, when the guy's trying to get into the White House, it's nothing like that, man. <clears throat> I know, um, but man, seriously though, being in D.C. for the weekend... I never thought I'll be blessed with the opportunity to do that, uh, especially during Fourth of July weekend, celebrating our nation's birthday in the nation's capital. That's something I always wanted to do, and to be there is a surreal thing. It's uh, so far away um, from the east side of Bakersfield. It was so cool to see um, these buildings, these monuments, these statues. These um, it's it's these hard marks of these hard marks of freedom. Um, the subway system was a real culture shock, man. I never been, I only get on the get bus here, you know what I mean? So like, just to deal with that type of transportation was incredible. Uh, the buildings were awesome. The people were awesome. Just seeing how how old this city was. And I know it's not even close to being the oldest city in the, in the country, but just to see these, you know, these monuments to the past presidents, even the Secretary of State's um, ambassadors. It, it was it was a wonderful sight, man. It was really I felt really patriotic down there. I felt really um, it was humbling, man. It was really humble to see you know our nation's capital and just be like, man, this world's this world's going with or without us, man. This world never stops, 
And that's something that I just realized I need to grind harder. If I want to continue to be to go on adventures like this, um, I got to keep grinding, man. Well, this is things I learned. I always wanted to travel. Uh, and this is, I'm glad that was really my first big time. I guess my big, my big first, I guess, time traveling. How do I say that? Um, I never got to explore the country like that. You know, I've been to Vegas a few times, Phoenix a handful of times. I think I went to I went to Hawaii when I was in eighth grade, but never traveled alone. Well, with my girlfriend, at least not with family. Traveled to somewhere in the East Coast. I've never been to the East Coast before. The weather was different. The vibes were different. Um, the food was awesome. The party scene was cool. We got a little too faded though the first day. I'm not gonna lie, but that was cool. You know, the biggest headache um, was the subway system. Probably just the flight. Uh, we were supposed to leave on a Friday, and our flight got delayed. It was fucking horrible to the next day. So it kind of rushed our trip a little bit. But again, man, you, you just gotta get past that. And once you step down to DC, you just see these these buildings, man. I, I was I was these monuments were created. The Washington Monument, the Lincoln Monument, the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, the White House. Um, you know, with the, Na- the National um, Stadium, that was pretty cool. Just go watch some baseball out there. Things like that, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to do. So it was really, really, um, I'm really, really lucky, really blessed. And just spending it with my girlfriend, too, man. That was our first time traveling together. So at least traveling that far, like I said. And it was awesome. It, w- it went really, really well. We had a good time. She said she had a good time. So I want to take her word for it. And um, just spending that time with her, man. Just me and her, 4,000 miles away. From the field, and uh, I think we really cherished every single second of it. I know I did, and I would definitely go back. The only thing, too, I guess I could bitch about, there wasn't any museums open. You know, we have the National History of America. We have the American Indian. uh, We have the Holocaust Museum, um, the African American Museum. I think they have the NASA Museum. Um, they had the National Archives where everyone loves to go. You know, we couldn't get a tour of the White House. That shit's closed during the week. So you couldn't do the things that people, I wanted to go see, like, you know, to see the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Magna Carta, things like that. I really wanted to go see them. That's, I'm a history guy. I've been, man, I've been a history buff since I was a kid. I've been infatuated with American history. And just to not get, to kind of get robbed of that, I'm like, fuck, we should have just came during the week. But it was pretty good, though. It was actually... You know, the fireworks were cool. The people just, man, so many people from so many different nation, nations, not even nationalities. You could just tell people from different nations, this is kind of where it's at. This is kind of like the, this is where it's, this is ground zero for that. So many people are coming and just exploring and just being happy to be in the nation's capital. Who wants, who doesn't want to be in Washington, D.C.? I know some people like to travel for partying and you know getting the fuck away vegas gambling but it's kind of like a leisure time for us we wanted to get away and just relax and i thought it was the perfect thing to do was just get out there have some fun and um just man just appreciate everything appreciate our history i know it's been a fucking sketched up history i know people really kind of knock me for that you know how the fuck do you dare you you know celebrate these fucking white men who fucking just wanted to put us down i get that 100 percent but man, just like our presidents, FDR and all that stuff. I know they all did wrong, but man, they're American heroes to me. Shit, these these are like things I've seen since I was a kid. The Lincoln Monument, and I, man, somebody told me he didn't even fucking feed the slaves. God damn, I didn't go up there to go have a debate with anybody. I just wanted to appreciate for myself. I'm selfish. It was about it was about me. Shit, me and my girl could have went anywhere, but shit, I wanted to go to D.C. I wanted to go to Washington D.C. during the fucking nation's birthday to go see it, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. I'm I'll go back again this time during the week though. So again, man, everybody, if you can get the opportunity, to go out there and just see it, man. And if you and I'm not, I don't think you guys give a fuck, but just seeing like how the Lincoln Memorial was created, who created it, and like the symbolism behind all these buildings, it's crazy. No. That Illuminati shit. It's just the shit that they were built on. It was fantastic. It was it was awesome. I still can't believe I was there. Most of the time, I was in shock. I was like, "What in the hell? I'm here." In the Lincoln Monument, you could touch. You could go over there. You could. There's no. There's no barricade like with everything else with the Capitol and um, with the White House and of course the Supreme Court building. Who does not want? So many cases have been heard. There's so many cases that have have um, have paved the way for our way of life in America. Have been, you know, have been argued there, and it was, it was beautiful to see, man. And I'm glad, you know what? And it, 
I don't know if you care about this, but in my family, not many of us have been to Washington, D.C., our immediate family. None of us. So to be one of the first on my dad's side, to, my being the first on my dad's side, yeah, I took honor in that. We, we love history on my dad's side. So just to say that we, I went to D.C. and just to bring back some souvenirs for the family, amazing, man, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for every opportunity. Um, we don't do that. This is, they hand it to us. This is, you know... This is the result of working hard and just be having some discipline and just knowing what you want to do. And what I wanted to do was just go travel and just go to the nation's capital. So I'm glad that we did. And I hope you guys you guys check the pictures out. We're repping to keep grinding every day. If you guys want to, you guys could purchase some keep grinding shirts, $23 or two for 40 Let me tell you guys something, man. I've been getting so many fucking orders. It's amazing. I, and I get it, though, now. I, people will give me feedback. They see that keep grinding is applied to real life because that's what they go on. We got to keep grinding. No matter if there's a mother, you know, caring for your kids, if you're a student, if you're just a worker going the 8 to 5 grind. doesn't matter what type of grind you got. Everything's a fucking grind. That shirt means so much to people, and it's so crazy because we've been saying this saying since I was, like, in high school. Keep grinding, dog. We got to keep grinding. This isn't just a shirt. This isn't, this isn't something we just throw on our fucking shirts and be like, oh, it looks cool. No, we live this, man. We keep grinding no matter what, what obstacles life throws our way because that shit ain't a smooth road, man. It's going to be a bump in the road sometimes. We're going to have those little speed bumps. But we got to keep grinding because this shit right here does not stop. Because that's why I noticed too when I was when I was out there, everybody's going. Everybody's still going. There's no stopping this. It's because we don't want to grind. It doesn't mean everybody else is out there grinding. Everybody else is, you know, eating off the fruit of their labors. Why can't we eat off the fruit? For, why can't we eat off the fruit of our fucking labors, you know? It's... Something to really think about, man. You guys want, we want the better things. We all want better things in our lives. We definitely need to keep grinding. It's, a, it's it, This is a universal saying. That's why I think it's so successful. Let me take a sip of this monster if I could be a little more hyper talking to y'all. One minute. And that's kind of what's been going on the last 13 days, man. Just really focusing again on the podcast and just. Now we have a set date. Every Friday we're going to be coming out and, you know, we're going legit. We are officially legit now. This is a business. So we got to really, sometimes before we reestablish and relaunch the business, we got to really analyze the business, see what, what, what we could do to make more money, of course, but and how to get you guys what you guys want. You guys are listening to this podcast for a reason. We got to give the people what they want. It's about you guys, returning listeners. Welcome to the show, new listeners, man. Again, this is the STS Podcast. We're here to shoot the shit. I'm not here to change your opinions, change your ideas, you know, manipulate your mind, convince you. None of that shit. I'm just saying what I want. And uh, this is what you guys are here for, man. You guys are here just to have a good time, you know, with me, I guess. I'm not talking to anybody else. I ain't got nobody else in this fucking room with me. And, uh, man, we have a great guest today. Uh, actually, we recorded this a couple of days ago. We actually had him on twice. We had him before his fight and after his fight. Miguel Contreras, man, his fourth time on the podcast. Uh, he's one, He was my first boxer I ever had on. He was on the second episode. So 90 episodes later, this is episode 92. He had a fight this past Saturday, y'all, um, on the DAZN undercard fight. That was, that, I believe, was the Ramirez Barrera bout with um, Golden Boy, who everybody knows is Oscar De La Hoya's promotion, right? And... Um, he, he came on, and he lost this weekend. You know, he, he before we talked about the game plan a little bit, his the way he prepped, the way he got ready, the way he, you know, he, the way he's feeling, and just everything was kind of lining up the way he, we, we envisioned it. He's, he was in a good place in his career. And unfortunately, he did, he, uh, he suffered a devastating knockout, and he, he'll admit that he made a mistake, and, and boxing, too, we're going to call it fair, you know. I don't know if... It is a mistake on his half, but the guy who fought, he fought, he he capitalized on that mistake. And we talk about this every time, just like with Spence or Crawford. Spence is a boxer who takes advantage of mistakes. And that's what you have to do to become a boxer, an elite boxer. Take advantage of your opponents and mistakes. And that's what he did. Miguel, you know, suffered that knockout. And this is the way we thought. We, we were thinking, hey, best case scenario, you win. You're going to be back on the podcast Monday. We'll have a two-part interview. Part one will be before. Part two will be the celebration after. And that's not the way it went, unfortunately. And to be honest with you guys, I, as a man, I ride. I like to, you know, the friends I have, the friend, people I consider my friends, the people I look out for, 
I do not want to be known as the friend who only rides the fucking boat when that shit's selling. I want to go down with the boat too when that shit has a hole in it. When that shit's sinking or that shit has a, you know, you know needs to get a little maintenance. I'm not going to jump off the ship and just be like, oh, fuck, what's next boxer up? Next boxer up. I'm sure we could have got Pablo the Shark Rubio on here. He has a fight this Saturday too on um, Showtime. We didn't go straight off. Fuck it. We know we'll just get Pablo on. Maybe he'll win. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. I refuse to do that as a man. Um, Sometimes you gotta say fuck boxing. What's worried about Miguel the person? This guy's still a kid. He's younger than me. I think he's 24 years old. This guy's still a kid. And just to suffer his first loss that way. And I know he'd rather lose like that than lose in a robbery or just get outboxed, simply outboxed over the course of eight rounds. No, no, no. We We have to make sure we ride with my guy no matter what and show our character as a podcast. We don't just ride the fucking wave when it's great. We're going to ride the wave when it's not, um... It's not selling the way we thought. We're not going to ride the wave when it's rocky or when it's not going well. We don't do that shit here. So it was really important that we had Miguel back on just to talk about his mental health, his well-being, you know, how he how he felt after the fight. The man suffered. It was not a great, it was not a pretty knockout. It was pretty for the opponent, but fuck, it was not pretty for Miguel and those who care about him. It was scary, to be honest with you. Quite frankly, it was fucking scary. I remember we were in the barber shop. We almost did a play-by-play podcast there, too. And um, he was down for a while. I had to tell the guys, yo, chill the fuck out. You know, they're yelling like, oh, man, you know, your boy got knocked out. I'm like, yo, chill out. This my, like, this is serious now. My guy's still in the fucking ground, though. Like, this isn't boxing anymore. This is real life shit. And if you follow boxing, man, you see the boxers who suffer brain injuries who are, you know, they're paraplegics now. They can't fucking move their limbs. They can't feed themselves. They can't hold their kids anymore. And you know what's a serious sport. Every boxer knows that this, that's. Every fight, you leave a piece of yourself in that fucking ring, man, just from the damage you take. Um, and to be walking out, you know, with your head out high, that's a, that's, that's a blessing. And it was scary to see Miguel going through that situation. But you know what? I will give the man this. I shot him the idea of what we should do for the podcast. And he agreed, and he said, I'll be there. You know, I told him, like, shit, you should, come in, you should come in the studio. Let's do it via live. Or let's do it live in the stu- STS studios. I'm on it. Let's do it. He didn't hesitate, y'all. He wanted to talk about his loss. He wanted to face it as a man. And I think it was great therapy for him and I to get out, get our thoughts out to the community. And it was it was amazing. I, I applaud him as a man to come on here and put pride aside, put ego aside. It's so hard to do as a boxer. Um, he did it, though, for the pod and for himself. And I'm, I'm blessed 100% because you know what? That podcast... God damn, it's, it's the most watched podcast we've ever had in STS podcast history. In our short history, that podcast has done numbers that others can't even, can't even touch. Thousands more views than anything else. And that's just a reflection of, I think it was so sincere and so real. People really wanted to see what Miguel was going to say. I don't know if the haters were saying, oh, let's see how he justifies this loss. Nah, nah, he didn't do none of that. He took his L like a man. And we just discussed what we had to do next time, how we're going to build back up and just how show and just to make, confirm that he knew. And I told him this on and off the record. You're that man, though. You're the one that people, these kids are looking up to. The, the blueprint for boxing runs through Miguel Caveman Contreras. No one has gotten this far. I know Castillo had a good run. And I'll give Quarry his run, too. He fought Ali. I gave him that fucking props 100%. I'm talking about this new era, though, right here. After Mike Dallas Jr., who else we got, y'all, in the field? And I know Luna's coming up, but I know we got some up-and-coming fighters, but right now it's K-Man's time. 100% I believe that, man. That's not just because he's my guy, but that's just the fucking facts. That's just the facts, yo. He got love. You see this guy running up and down Chester Avenue, putting in work in today. Today he's out there running. And um, it was amazing, man. It's, it, it, it's, it's one of those testaments, too, to everybody out there. You got to follow your dreams, man. Not everything's going to be pretty, man. Not everything's going to happen the way you, you visualize it. And that's the beauty of it. Why do why? Because that's how we fucking learn from our L's. We got to lose once in a while, man. Because if, if we don't, we're never going to learn. We're going to think we're untouchable. Then when we do get that L, we're not going to know how to react. We never have to overcome some... some we never have to overcome... Um, Damn, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't want to say that word. We just never have to come overcome adversity. 
And you don't want to be like that, man. You don't want to take your first L after you're established because you don't know how to react sometimes. You want to take that L early. You want to take the L while you can still recover. And um, that's not just in life. That's in business. That's in just relationships. I'd rather learn now than later and not maybe like, fuck, I can't. Just, it's crazy, man. And again, he didn't have to come on. I'm I'm grateful for it. I am appreciative. He could have done any other fucking podcast in the field. And shout out to every podcast in the field. Um, but he did ours, and I thought it was it was really sincere and really genuine, and it was it was from the heart, man. And you gotta really appreciate that type of shit. And I think we spoke a lot about people wanting to see him fail. Which is so weird. I don't get that. Just And even for myself, I don't want my friends to ever want me to fail. I don't know how people could ever want someone to fail. How would anybody? Why would anybody want to see another man get knocked the fuck out? That's horrible if you wish that on people, man. I don't want to even be associated with you if you have that mentality. You should want everybody to win, man. Especially when it comes to this game. Miguel could bring back so much to our youth. If he makes it, man. Because he ain't going to forget about where he came from, man. He's at the pal on fucking 4th Street. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sad to see people like that and just that, that toxic mentality, that crab in the barrel mentality. And we're not going to do that, man. I don't think that should be the way it goes down. Um, just keep, just, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. That's all I really could say. Um, do I have to talk about anything else before we get into the interview? Um, God, I don't know. I think we should talk about what's going on. You know, if you got if you guys are going to school right now, summer school's kicking our asses. Y'all keep grinding, man. I know I, I'm taking three classes right now, and it's been fucking rough with everything we got going on right now. You guys keep going, man. I don't um people and I've I'm one of them too. People have told me just drop the class. It's cool, or drop the class. We ain't dropping the fucking class, my G. We put in too much work the last week, six weeks, just to take the easy way out, and I don't like doing that shit. I'm 30 now, man. I've been taking the easy way out all my motherfucking life, and I'm not doing that anymore. Anymore. I'm going to knock this out, and I hope if you guys are going to class right now, summer school, college, high school, doesn't matter what the fuck, dude, vocational, SJVC, fucking Mulan Institution, where the hell y'all going? Y'all keep grinding, man. Keep Get the work done. Because I'm sure people got you, and I'm, I don't have children, but if y'all have children, I know how you guys know what it is, then there's someone depending on you for a better future. And that's what it is. Education. Don't let anybody get it twisted. Even if I'm out, I have my own my own business, I still want to be an educated man. And I know there's other ways to get education from these books and this YouTube shit. Nah, I'm talking about. I want that piece of paper that shows yo this guy's committed. He got a he got a diploma, and not just a high school one either. That's my drive now. And uh, keep. That, and want y'all to keep grinding, man. Just know that we're not. You're not the only one going through it. We're all going through. We're all going through our own grind. Um. I don't know if you guys have been watching a lot of wrestling, but the crowds are coming back. That's pretty cool. I'm, and I think it's just going to start this week with Money in the Bank with WWE. AEW just had the had the, uh, the people back in. And, man, I'm really excited right now. Molokai Black, uh, formerly known as Aleister Black, is in AEW. It's been a fucking ride just to see him back. And just his debut was awesome. The commentary was kind of sketchy, though. Um, Ricochet and Johnny Morrison. Good Lord. What a match that was on SmackDown this week. Awesome match. And it's, you know, it's a testament to Johnny um, Johnny Morrison, Johnny Nitro, whatever you want to call him. He's willing to give up so much to his opponent. He makes Ricochet look like a million dollars. But he's willing to give sacrifice his body in order for Ricochet, Ricochet to go to that next level. He is a great worker. He's not just a great hand. He's a great worker. So I suggest y'all watch that. If y'all went to wrestling, watch that Johnny Morrison, Ricochet, and Falls Count Anywhere match. It was a strictly WWE-style match. It was a real safe with their stuff, but it was really entertaining. The psychology was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, again, Aleister Black, this is my complaint about that. Um, I wish, you know, we, the, AEW is the land of cliques and the land of stables. I would love to see Andrade or Angelo or, uh, fuck, I don't even know how to say, um, Andrade the Idol, Malachi Black, and maybe one of these female wrestlers, and possibly just an established AEW guy, Shit, even Neville, Pac. Man, imagine those four guys had a fucking stable that actually mattered. And like, no, this we're taking this fucking thing over now. We're not supposed to be here. You guys are welcome. 
We're blessing you with our presence and our, our gifts and our skill sets. And we're going to show you how to really do this. We've been to the show. Now we're going to come down to this minor league show and make it ours. Something like that, man. Um, I, I really want to see Malachi Black. But I want to see him evolve too. Maybe he's, you know, that's where they fucked up too. They had Ricochet and Aleister Black as a tag team when he got from NXT to WWE. So maybe this is something new and hopefully he has an artistic freedom to be able to do what he wants this time around. Um, I'm really excited for that too. Wrestling is back, man. Wrestling's been here. I know we had that, you know, it's so hard with the COVID era. We had no fans. I guess the fanless era is gone. And the rumor is that Goldberg's coming back this week. And I, God, if Goldberg fucking squashes Bobby Lashley, I'm going to lose my shit. They have a tendency to do this. They build up these stars. Kevin Owens. Who else did he fucking beat for their title? I think it was Kevin Owens. God. They, they work so hard to get Lashley over. Now he's seen as a fucking star. Bobby Lashley is the star that he's been well-deserved of for so long, but it's been robbed of him because they never utilized it. Now that they're utilizing it, and it took them so long to build it, they're going to just make that shit crumble when fucking Goldberg goes in there and just squashes him in five minutes. Like, honestly, if they had a 15-minute match and it was competitive, and fuck Goldberg got one over on him, I'm fine with that. But I don't think that's going to happen, man. I think they're going to really fuck him and just squash Lashley. And you know what? That You're, 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 you're ruining your star. You're, you're throwing everything you work for down that, that, that food drain. And once the food's down the drain, man, there's no getting it back. That's how it is with this wrestling stuff. You can't bring back that aura that Bobby Lashley has built. Like, you already deal with the Hurt Business. Now it's stable. Now you're going to just ruin Bobby Lashley if that's what's going to happen. And I hope it doesn't, man. I love Goldberg. I love his the, 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 the mystique he brings and the aura he brings. But, damn, I don't want to see him as my AEW champion. Or my, sorry about that. I'm like Jim Ross. Good God. My WWE champion. That's another thing, too, man. Jim Ross, I don't know if you guys, you only give, I don't think you guys give a fuck. But I, I do. <laughs> um, Jim Ross, he's an AEW commentator. And they have AEW Dynamite. And when he was saying, you know, good night, ladies and gentlemen, from AEW Dynamite. This fool said, good night, everybody, from WWE Dynamite. And everybody was fucking calling for JR's head. And if you guys know wrestling, JR has been a commentator for 30 plus years. He's the, he's the, he's the best of the best. When, when people say, I want to become a commentator, I, I can bet my last dollar. JR is one of their influences. He is the voice of wrestling forever and ever. Does it that deserve a pass? I don't know. Everybody was calling for his head. You should see the fucking tor- the turmoil on Twitter. They say this guy has a, he's a stroke victim. He shouldn't be out there. He's losing it. He don't have what he don't have it anymore. It's like good God, man. Can the guy make a mistake? And you know what? We can't. We gotta call a spade a spade. Jr. has had some fucking flubs. Um. The last couple months, this God, he he does say some off the wall shit, but does that mean we call him a stroke victim and we just fucking say fire him and just forget about him that like he's ever existed? Like he's not, he contributes to the show. His voice alone makes that show more legit. He brings notoriety and credibility to your show. Why wouldn't you want that as a fan? Um, that's my venting about wrestling this week, y'all. And um, if you guys made it this far, man. Please check out this interview. This is when Miguel Caveman Contreras blessed us, had us with the most viewed video interview in STS podcast history. This is episode 92, y'all. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I am here with my boy, pro boxer Miguel Contreras. Man, we can't even, uh, we're not going to sit here and just pretend that this is going on. This is what's going on. Wanted to bring my guy on. Thank you for coming back, bro. Appreciate you, my guy. Thank you for having me. Rough weekend, bro. Let me just do it real fast here. It was a, it, it was a, it was was a, I guess a, a, a weekend that you, you learned a lot. Then, right? Mm-hmm. I know the the result of this weekend's fight wasn't the result you wanted, bro. I just really wanted you to come back on because as a as a man, as a friend, I wasn't gonna have you just on when things are going good right now we have a we hit a bump in the road and i just felt like it was right to have you back on just so we could try to discuss how you're feeling now um not just as a boxer but as a man someone who's overcoming an obstacle in your health yeah because yeah. that's why i think and what was going on just with me i was telling you i didn't fuck the boxing fight 
that didn't that didn't look right either, bro. Just, just as a friend, I was concerned for you. Yeah. So do you want to give an update and um, just you know let the, everybody know what's going on with your health right now? Well, health, yeah, I'm fine. You know, it's like I say, I signed up for it. You know, so um, I just got caught slipping. That's what happens. You know, number one rule of boxing: protect yourself at all times. And uh, you know, I'm just thank God that I'm safe and I'm, I'm nothing serious happened because anytime you're in that ring, something serious can Definitely, really happen. Bro. You know, Definitely, so. Uh, you know, I thank God that I woke up, I'm fully functioning, everything's fine, I got a little cut on my lip, but you know, other than that, uh, I'm doing well, and like I said, you know, I, I'm just, I was more concerned about family, you know, my Definitely. loved ones, because I hate putting them through that. Was, I mean, it's always a possibility, but you never think it could happen until it happens. And this is the first time dealing with something exactly. like that, too, and I think just the amount of time that was passed through, yeah. that, I think that, that was really concerning, too, like, you know, what's going on, like, we couldn't really see either, yeah. if you were moving, if you are talking to anybody, you know everybody knows you're all right and bring out stretchers and stuff like what is going on yeah that's when i was like okay hold on fuck this bout what's going on in life now because of course i think we see with so many fighters pro boxers permanent damage mm -hmm. and that's something we don't want of course if, even with any athlete but with you brought in i was yeah. just really concerned bro and i'm really um i'm glad you're okay my guy nah yeah bro i'm, I'm like i said I, I just give all glory to god and, and you know it, it was an experience bro to see that just the people that were reaching out to me, you know, I Definitely. think, you know, I, I, not that I needed that, you know, but the, the loss humbled me in a way where I recognized that, that Bakersfield's really supportive, you know, Definitely. like it's not one of them things where they're here because you have your own, you're here because you're doing well, you mm -hmm. know, don't get me wrong, you always have the bad people in there where they're only, they're fake, you know, all exactly, stuff like that, yeah. you feel, but for the m most part, bro, like the way after this loss after everything that happened the way people reached out to me bro like it was just a humbling experience just to sh it really showed the true authenticity of people's support you know definitely, and, and i was definitely surprised and like i said i was humbled the fact that these people showed that that look it's not just here for the wins you know we're really backing you you're really doing something with yourself so exactly, and bro. that's one of the main reasons too i wanted to come on and, and come back on you know and address and just thank all of bakersfield for supporting me not just you know when i'm winning but just even through the loss you know? lost bro yeah and i just thought it was you know it would be incumbent on me to address this, the the support you know and i'm glad you came on the podcast bro uh i did not want to be that guy like i said i don't like riding waves only when it's good because in life shit happens mm -hmm. And we go, we hit up, we hit a bump in the road, and I want to show that I'm gonna ride. We ride for our guys here at the STS podcast, no matter what. It's bigger than being a pro boxer. It's bigger than being just a guest. You're, I consider you my friend, and I wanted, really wanted to reach out to you too, make sure you were cool. And that's all. Just kind of, I think we should do that, just because. I know I want to present myself, and I don't want to think people think we're just riding waves and shit. Yeah. And, oh, you know, he got one, uh, he he got the L, so, oh, we're going to just forget about caveman. Yeah, like, no, yeah. we riding with caveman no matter what, bro. doesn't matter if it's another L, or fucking five more L's, or five more wins, ten more wins. Yeah. Um, we're here no matter what, bro, and I think that's really important to uh, to do that. Yeah, and that shows that, you know, the, like I said, the authenticity of it, you know, and as far as, uh, you know, I was explaining to you behind the scenes that mm -hmm. it may sound weird, but I'm... I feel better that I lost that way than losing a decision because if you pay attention during the fight, I was up, you know, I was in the first round, even the beginning of the, the second, I was, you know, doing well mm -hmm. and the commentators were talking highly of me and just one mistake, you know, one mistake and unfortunately I made a mistake by, you know, adjusting my cup and... Mm -hmm. You know, you got caught, you know, it protects yourself at all times. So Definitely. it wasn't one of them things where it was bad management. It wasn't bad training. It wasn't a bad game plan. I had people saying that that was a bad game plan. It was like, bro, I was winning. You know, like, how they know what the game about, plan was at yeah. the one round? How do y'all yeah. know what the game plan is? This is boxing. Exactly. exactly. Was, that, was that an eight-round fight? Yeah. So, like, how do you know after one round what his game plan was, in my yeah. opinion? That, it, that's not crazy. Not only that, but I'm winning. You know, yeah. it's like, it's a bad game plan if I'm sitting there losing, you know? Yeah, but definitely. I just made, like I said, I just made a mistake, you know? And it happens, and I'm going to learn from it. And I took it a lot better once I, you know, when I was sitting in the back of that hospital room, I was just like, everything was hitting me, you know? Like, boom, and then my memory started coming back. I started to remember what happened mm -hmm. and I remember in my corner like uh you know my management coach Flores and, and my coach was like man it was a good beautiful round beautiful round you know mm -hmm. that's what I like was, to see and and then I see I got to watching the replay and uh, watching the full fight and I was like man I dominated that first round mm -hmm. you know I did I did really well but any mistake in there you know any mistake so I you know I thank God that that I'm you know I'm not taking anything away from my opponent you know he he 
And then I had this money. It's like he did. And also, if you're gonna call a spade, call it down the middle. He did his job too. Exactly. You gotta. This is boxing. This is fucking. It's funny. You're looking for that one mistake. It's funny. I told somebody at my church. They're like, the ref didn't warn him for doing that. Like, hit him while you're doing that. I go. It's not illegal, it's you not, know. Bro. I would have did the same thing, no, you know. Exactly. You for those mistakes. Like this is a fight. You're in there. Once that bell rings, it's a fight. It's kind of like an Ortiz Mayweather moment. We gave him the hug. He tried to give him another hug. Exactly. No, you were giving me the hug. We dapped up. Now we're gonna fight. Exactly, bro. And and that's what I had to explain. And it was like I can't blame anyone but myself, you know. So I'm not saying it was bad coaching. I'm not saying it was bad management or anything like that. And, Nothing, and for the people that try to criticize and well for one it's annoying because a lot of people that criticize never box a day in their life never, you know, bro. never, never. been in that ring never been hit with an eight ounce bro, so they have no right <laughs> to say anything so, so that's one and for two it was just like i can say i fought a, a bad game plan and i was winning you know yeah, bro. what you they don't even know what it takes to, to come up with a game plan. They don't even know what game plans are. They don't even know the different strategies of going to yeah. fights, bro. They don't know the art of war, you know what I mean? Exactly, bro. And I think, too, I think we got to fuck the naysayers, dude. That's the way I've always looked at it because you're a warrior. Anybody who can step in the ring mm -hmm. under that that spotlight, this wasn't no Bakersfield little promotion thing, mm -hmm. bro. You're over here in the zone, Golden Boy. This is a big bout for you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this is the way that... You gotta overcome obstacles. This is the way I think the universe of God meant it to be, bro. That's that, that's one of the and that's things. the only way I think we gotta look at it, man. That's and you know me, bro. I'm big on my faith, man. Definitely. And I remember sitting back in that and that waking up and because I woke up in the back of the hospital bed and then I like remember the hospital guy right there and I kind of just like rolled my eye like dang because I knew I got caught, you know. Mm -hmm. I was like man, and then you know he was like you're right, bud. I'm like yeah, I'm fine, you know. So I get back to the room and the operation person wasn't there for like. Man, a few hours, so I had a few hours just to sit there on my bed and just think about everything, bro. And, and I started contemplating everything, the doubts, the ifs, the what ifs, the ands, buts, and all that, bro. And I sat there and I laid there and then, you know, not once did I ever question God, you know, because I know that, that at the end of the day, you know, the Bible says that all good, all things work together for the good for those who love God and live according to his purpose. And I know I do both of those, you know, so I'm like, what's going on here, you know, so... I didn't question God. I just knew that that what am I gonna do next, you know? And then once I like fully comprehended everything that was going on, bro, and I realized, literally, it was just a mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like I got caught because I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. bro. I was winning the fight and I was mm -hmm. uh, looking good, and it was, I just made a mistake, and it happens, you know. So I think that helped me a lot, and and, and you know, my faith in God is, is still strong. The fact that I'm alive and I'm safe, but I, like I said, I think the hardest part for me was just putting my family through it. But mm -hmm. even them, they were kind of like, we know that this is part of your sport. You know, mm -hmm. it's what you do, so. This is part of being the warrior that you are, my guy. And I think people get the misconception. This is just casual fans. I think we, this is the Mayweather syndrome. People think without that, oh, you still can't go accomplish so many things. Yeah. You're looking at Canelo. This man took an O from Mayweather. Nick, what Nick, what he's doing now? Yeah. Ali lost to Frazier. Mm -hmm. so, uh, fuck me. Uh, Delaware lost to Trinidad. Still had numerous classic bouts after that. Like, yeah. This is part of the game, bro. The O's, they come and go. Mm -hmm. And we still got a whole career ahead of you, my guy. Like, And then... I think this is a perfect time to kind of press that reset button and maybe we kind of just analyze what we go from here and just how we make sure we're that doesn't happen again. You know, is that time mistake? I think sometimes we got to take that out, dude. Sometimes it, gets, it comes in that form. It's cool, bro. I mean, I would say it's cool for lack of a better term, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's I like that I can literally go back to the den. Like, literally, when I talked to Daniel, my coach, I was just like, look, when I come back, I'm going to do this so I know for a fact my next fight, I don't do that again, you know, mm -hmm. as far as just my cup. I go, I'll fight with my cup under my shorts, whatever it takes, you know, because you want to be flawless in that ring, you know, you want to be perfection, you want to be perfected, you know, it's like mm -hmm. Deontay Wilder says, you know, when he, because his power is his thing, he's mm -hmm. like, you got to be perfect for 36 minutes, I got to be perfect for two seconds, you mm -hmm. know, and anybody can carry that type of power to where, boom, the fight's over, mm -hmm. you know, so when I'm in that ring, I want to be flawless, I want to, you know, master every little thing, and I believe that this was a, a reflection as to what I could work on in the gym, and I believe it's only going to make me hungrier, you know, once all that came, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and say I felt all happy after my loss and I was positive, you know, it was obviously, oh, you want to win, you know, yeah, it, it, no matter what happens, you don't want to Especially at this, at this point in your career, mm -hmm. that's all we're doing with trying to take, mm -hmm. uh, elevate your, your career to your next, but we do that by winning. Exactly, bro. We do that by winning, bro. And, and I honestly want to thank, shout out to like some of the people that reached out to me, like shout out my big bro, Mike Dallas Jr., man, he was a big help, bro, because I was down bad for a little minute there, bro, and, and then like Arnold Barbosa hit me up, and then like my homie Brian Lou hit me up, and like... 
just like these other fighters that are pretty well known. What are they and, telling you? Know, what are they just, telling just, you? Just like, I mean, keep your head up, man. A loss ain't never stopped nobody, you know. And, and, and you still have a, a future, and don't let this. And then so they were just like, and even one of the guys that was commentating my fight, that Blair the Flair guy, yeah, he hit me up. He was like, "Hey, bro, you were looking sharp, man. Just don't let one punch change your outcome, your career, you know." And, that just honestly, man, it was just, I know it was timely words and, and God used these people to, to uplift me and my spirits, you know, and like I said, I mean, take a little time off, you know, and just recuperate, recoup and, and just uh, look forward to the next one, bro. But at least I know that, that I have the backing now that, that for future times, you know, mm -hmm. like it'll, I will be fighting on these televised or nice promotions. And know, we so. like to, and I think, what, and this is America in general, bro, we still like to, I think we like to see that underdog story too, like. This is, I think that the next fight is going to kind of be like, how is he going to redeem himself? When you do do that, yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to kind of forget about this a little bit. And that's just yeah. the way sports works in general. Mm -hmm. Winning heals everything, my guy. Yeah. And I think, too, we have to remember, too, Miguel, what you do for the community, bro. You're that role model, that inspiration. When these kids see you running around mm -hmm. running around the field, I don't think we should ever take forget about what what that does for um, for them, bro. Yeah. And I don't think, a, oh, a punch, doesn't matter we, how many O's we take, how many punches or mistakes you make, they can never take that away from you, bro. You're still inspirational. You're forever in the field, my guy. And uh, people really look up to you, dog. I think, I'm sure, and I see the outpouring of respect, dude. People respect you. I think that's something that's more important than wins and losses, dog, is the respect and, the, and just knowing like that motherfucker always leaves it out there in the ring. He's a warrior. Yeah, and I think, uh, well, I could tell a lot of people, and some said and some didn't, but they were surprised as to how well i took the loss you know mm -hmm. as far as like the way i took it i took it on the chin i didn't you know complain i didn't go down i didn't go into the sunken place or anything like that you know it was just yeah, it, and like i said it wasn't easy you know obviously but when i sat there in the hospital but i had a lot of time bro to think through and i had a lot of time to pray and ask god and, and remember and like i said though bro i think i would have took it a lot worse if i lost uh like a bad decision mm -hmm. you know or if i lost like a and in a certain type of way, but yeah. the fact that I was winning and I got caught, it, it I think it helped me. And it sounds weird, like I said, but it, it just I think it helped me to take the loss a lot better, knowing Definitely. that you just got caught. You know, you got caught. And this is, I think. How did, did you ever? I don't know. I don't know. Boxers ever think this, but what if that L comes? Did you ever think contemplate stuff like that? Like, what happens if I ever lose? Is that Bro, or is that you just got to keep that mentality? Like, I don't think like that. We got we go in the ring. We gonna fucking win every time. Not a lot of people. Uh, I believe a lot of people like try to stunt and say they never think of losing, but I mean, before every fight, I think I could get knocked out, you know, like I, it's possible, you know, like I could get knocked out and that's why I love one of, uh, Michael, Mike Tyson's rants. I don't know if you've ever seen it where it's like one of his famous rants where he talks about when he's getting ready for the fight, he goes, I'm scared, I'm oh, scared yeah, of this man. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. And, and that shows the human aspect of all fighters, you know? Definitely, like bro. You, when you Before you go in there, and I don't know if you want to say you're scared and a lot of people don't want to say that, but you have that in the back of your head knowing that if you, you when you go out there, you're not going to leave that room the same. You yeah, know? It's, it's uncertainty because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Exactly. We don't know. We, exactly. may, we don't know how we're going to win, how we're going to lose. Exactly. Everything, and it's all up to what we've been trained for what we've been working on, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, bro, and that's when I've always, since my first pro fight, I've always thought, like, anytime I go in that ring, I, this could be, you know, God forbid, but it could be my last time in there, you know, and it sounds dramatic, but there's, it's happened, you know? Dude, it's so happened. many fighters, bro. It's happened, you So know? many fighters, you know, going for severe brain, mm -hmm. uh, I guess, contusions, mm -hmm. uh, death, that mm -hmm. shit does, that shit is not... Uh, a rarity. It's a rarity in boxing, but that, that does happen. Exactly. And I'm glad, like, like I said, I wasn't worried about Miguel the boxer. I wasn't worried about Miguel the person when I seen that, bro. I thought it, it was devastating, my guy. It was uh, for your for just for your well being, you know, because you're still young, my guy. You still got so much life ahead of you. Yeah. And I know you love this, but life is something that we gotta take. You know, our, the, the brain can't take things like that sometimes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad you you did well, bro, and you bounced back, and I know you're gonna bounce back. Yeah. And I'm glad you were able to come on here and just kind of just say what's up to the world, let you know you're still in good health and you're still the caveman and you ain't going nowhere and you're going to be back. Yeah, I needed to. I needed to, bro, because uh, this is like, I just needed to address it. You know, I made a post and stuff like that, but I needed to address it as far as speak and let people know I'm doing well. And for like one of the biggest things, too, is that, man, the, the love that I've gotten is outrageous. You know, it even like surprised me. I was like, God, these people are authentic. You know, you're yeah, real. You know, like I said, it, it was in that fight. It, it was 
a mistake that I made, you know? So, so um, I learned from it, I pick it up and I'm gonna carry it. And when I was in that, you know, hospital room thinking about everything, you know, and, and like everything passes your mind because all you got is time, you're alone mm -hmm. right there and I'm, everything's passing. Like, is this what I want to do? And, and do, through it all, the hardest part was, you know, putting my family through that. And it was just like, this is what I want to do. And then I talked to my mom, talked to my pops and whatnot. And, you know, Daniel took it hard too. I talked to Daniel and then talked to everybody. And then recuperating what happened and seeing the replay of the fight, I was just like, man, it, it was just that I... I I, I, mean, I can say that I made a mistake, but you know I dropped my hands with impunity. Like if you're not in a fight, you know. So, yeah, dude. Uh, like we're just all he's gonna take. He's gonna yeah, take. Exactly. He's gonna take that step yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. No, he's, this this is boxing all the way, bro. Exactly, bro. So I, I do believe that that you know God willing, it's gonna make me that much more of a better fighter. You know, in that ring. So I believe that hundred percent too, bro. I think um, again, I, I I applaud you for coming on. It does take balls to do that, bro. Cause I, I don't know how many boxers are coming on podcast two three days after the after any L any type of um, the you know the way the outcome didn't come out the way it doesn't matter if they win or lose. Some guys don't want to come out. Just I think they, the ego thing, dude, and just hiding. They're going to hiding for a couple of weeks, but oh, and then front like oh I'm good I'll be back. Like no, we you you made a mistake. You're gonna come back. You're gonna and we're gonna be better than ever, and we're gonna keep grinding. That's kind of like the motto: keep grinding, bro. That's all it is. That's what it is, bro. And and you know, a lot of like you said, the pride of a fighter. You know, they they like to act like they're not human and stuff like that. But bro, I ain't got nothing to stunt for. You feel like I'm Definitely. here and I'm an open book. You dig? And and I I got a lot of hate. I know that and for their reasons, whatever the case may be, bro. But that comes with the territory, you know? So I've never been one to just sit here and just criticize anybody else or hate off anybody else. And I know a lot of people, bro, that were satisfied. They were happy to that see I that. Lost, no, bro, bro I, yeah, I, yeah. that's the world. The world loves the downfall, bro. Uh -huh. The world loves to see uh -huh. you suffer. They, they, and they were smiling when that shit uh -huh. happened. I, I, I can say it too, man. I know some people who fucking just really happy. We were just watching that shit at the barbershop. Like, oh, I told you. Like, fuck y'all, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I told you. Yeah, like, yeah. Bro, you have no idea what it is to be up in there, dog. Yeah, yeah That's bro. a warrior up in there. No <laughs> matter if it's fucking... Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter if it's an amateur fight, a pro fight, in the alley. If you could go tussle, bro. You, you that's, that's mad respect for me, dude. Yeah, bro. And that's why I always say, I, bro, even when it comes down to... I'm not a fan of MMA, but I respect any combat sport, bro. Because when you get in either the octagon, the ring, or... When you go in there to fight, bro, it's just it takes a different type of heart. You yeah. feel me? And this is speaking firsthand, bro, because getting in that in there and recognizing that you're fighting another man, you feel me? Like it's just a different type of mentality that you need, a different type of heart, bro. And, and I always respect all fighters, and I do not hate on any single fighter in this city. You feel me? Even though they're coach, and it's not even the fighters, but a lot of the coaches. Yeah, really? and and a lot of them like to throw shade and hate, but you know, God bless them all. You know, and I, I honestly wish their careers the best. You know, and and. and like I said, for me is my and me and myself. I just know that God placed everybody in my life for a specific uh, role, you know. And, and God has a plan through it all. And even though we may get frustrated and we can't see it at times, I believe that God revealed a lot to me in this loss, you know. And I'm just grateful for it. I think too, bro. And this is kind of addressing the haters. You guys should really be grateful for what the the the, the blueprint and the road that caveman's paving. You're showing a way to make it out, bro. Now I, I don't see many making it out. Getting these fights on the platforms you're getting, I don't think any should let any that should discourage you, bother you, because you're you're paving the the blueprint for the future, bro. For the future generations, gonna be like, how did cavemen do it? Yeah. Look at the caveman route. You know what I mean? Like they're they they need to appreciate that you're holding it down for the field, no matter what. You're always repping big as well. It's not like you're not around here. It's not like you're not running down Chester Avenue. You're yeah. still in the hood doing these. Doing everything you can to get ready. It's not like yeah. you never left. Mm -hmm. You went to Vegas for a training camp, but that's business. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do that. You try to you try to move on to these uh, upper tier fighters. You gotta yeah. gotta iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You gotta go where it's at. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just mad weird that people do act like that. And they get satisfaction seeing you know, especially a Latino young man yeah. doing what everybody thinks he can't do, making a living off fucking boxing mm -hmm. in this city, and they think that. Oh, yeah, he think he lost. Told you so. Yeah. It's an ugly yeah. mentality to have, my guy. Yeah, bro, and it, it just, if anything, it reflects their character more than anything, you know? And and like I said, I'm not one to hate, but, you know, a lot of these fighters, too, they, they, they'll get fights on these platforms not recognizing they're going, and I think Daniel addressed it on his podcast, they're going in there to lose, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm... They're the B-fighter. Yeah, exactly, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm blessed to say I'm going into these cards. I went, 
my last, the, the Vegas one as a B-sider, but it was because we played the cards right, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I have the backing now to be like, I'm fighting all these promotions, but I'm not going in there as an opponent, you know, I'm not going in there just to collect a check, you know, I'm going in there to, to elevate like, your status. Yeah, I'm a prospect, you yeah, know, exactly. like they're looking at me, you feel me? And, like I said, you know, these checks are looking nicer and nicer, you know? So, bro. so uh, I just thank God, but it, it didn't start off that way. You know, we started off in the gutter of TJ, you yeah, know? Like, we had to build to that, you dig? And, and exactly. a lot of people don't recognize that. They just think, oh, I'm going to fight on, on the zone or I'm going to fight on, on, on this and that. And it's like, bro, it don't work out that way, you dig? Like, it, it takes a lot behind it. It's a lot of luck and a lot of timing and a lot of hard work in that gym, dude. Yeah. People need to understand. And that's what's so funny, dude. I think... I just don't understand how they want people to, to see the downfall of somebody positive. It's not like you're out here, you don't flash money, you're not doing the bling bling mm -hmm. thing, you're not doing the game bang thing, mm -hmm. you're not doing just smoking butt on your yeah. off days, like yeah. shit that low character cats do, like you're always working, like why wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't you want to be like caveman, why wouldn't you want, if you are a boxer, inspired to be like this in his camp and be like, yo, how the fuck do I get there? You know what I mean? Like, well, that's mad weird. You'll get this reference because you, you big in the hoop, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite sayings I ever heard as far as people talking, I say it all the time because once I heard it, it always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. is They'll criticize the form even if the shot's perfect. Exactly. So, so yes, 100%, bro. They'll always find something. And I think that's, again, I hate saying that's what the film mentality is, but that's kind of what the film mentality is. There's is, parts, yeah. Is, it's just that they want to see the downfall. They want to see you lose. They don't like, they're jealous and they're envious. And those are just like, you know, you're strong into your faith. That's all devil stuff, bro. Mm -hmm. That's all jealousy, envy, greed. All that shit's a downfall of man, dude. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if that's why, again, character-wise, I want you on. I'm not a fucking caveman fan only when the you know the rate the waves are looking great. I, you know sometimes the game they come crashing down for a second, mm -hmm. and I'm still gonna be a caveman guy. We're gonna ride this shit out forever, bro. You you blessed us. Um, you were on my second ever podcast, bro. You helped put us on with this damn thing, dude. You know what I'm saying? Now, and I always appreciate that, bro. You didn't have to do that. I'm sure you have other people wanting to get you on your pod and getting the interview and. We ain't going nowhere, my guy. And um, I know you're, the support for Miguel K. Contreras is not going anywhere. We're going to be waiting for the next bout. And um, we hope that you recover. Take the time off that you need, Mike. You've been working your ass off. Take that time off, bro. I know you want to eat. Eat some good food, dog. Eat some good food. I know you're going to reflect. And uh, we want to see you bounce back, K. Man. Definitely, bro. And, and I will. You know, I will. So Definitely. Thank God. I'm... I'm Everything's turned out the way God intended it to be. It is, bro. The universe is a crazy place, man. But everything's the way it's supposed. It's gonna happen the way it's supposed to happen. And uh, man, this is gonna be episode ninety-two. Caveman speaks and shout out to everybody who won this man's downfall. It ain't gonna happen. This is boxing. Anything can happen one on one with another man in the ring. And it just so happens that you know it, the the outcome wasn't what we thought it was gonna be. But he'll be back. And it's gonna be it's gonna be really on. It's gonna be something that you guys weren't ready for in the field. So shout out to my guy Miguel K Man Contreras. That's right. Always a pleasure having you, bro. Episode ninety two, STS Podcast. We out. Yeah.